What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Winning the World podcast. This is episode number five. And um, I'm honestly excited about this episode just for so many different reasons. Um, the first reason is we actually have a guest speaker. Say what's up. Hi. Uh, this is my wife, Hazel. She's amazing, fantastic, and absolutely beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome, babe. I got you. Anyways, enough lovey, lovey, dovey, dovey stuff. We ain't going <laughs> to do that here make people uncomfortable. Um, uh, anyways, there's so many more reasons why I'm excited. Uh, another reason why is because I'm actually getting to learn uh, a little bit more about how to, you know, create a good, um, create a good episode and how to run a podcast properly, just with sound and other things. If you can hear, actually, there's actually a uh, music playing in the background, and we had our intro. So super exciting things. I know it seems small, but it's actually a lot of work to be able to learn this stuff and get to know it. And the reason why I'm doing it is to, it's for you guys. It really is. It's to do things for Christ, and this is the way I see doing things for Christ right now. Um, it's a little side thing. It's not my main thing, but you know I'm excited to do it anyways. Anyways, so for today, we do have a really cool topic. Uh, the topic is going to be evangelizing, witnessing, and you know how important your testimony is. And altogether, it sums up into outreaching, which is that's going to be the main focal point today. Um, we have Hazel. She's going to share her testimony a little bit. She's going to explain why it's so important to have a testimony and, and all these great things. And it's going to be really powerful. It's going to be amazing. She has a lot of wisdom to give, and I hope you guys are willing to receive it. Amen. So, Hazel, how are you doing today? Great. I knew that already because I live with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but, I mean, for your, like, how was your nap? Because you took a nap right before this, right? Yeah. yeah. It was a good nap. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to hear it in your voice a little bit like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I have a lot of allergies right now, springtime, you know. Oh, so it's, it's that, that congestion. Season. So, yeah, like, yeah. when I wake up at any time, it just, like, it all comes at me. So, if I sound nasally or whatever, I'm sorry. And it sucks because I don't know how to edit that out either. So, <laughs> everyone, you're going to have to barrel, 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 you're going to have to bear with her, uh, <laughs> With her congestion a little bit. Hopefully it doesn't annoy you guys. If that's a pet peeve, sorry. Get over it. Uh, receive. Amen. Anyways. <laughs> so, um, today we're talking about outreaching. You heard a little heard that about that um, and about your testimony. And so, I think the first question I actually want to start with today is, you know, um, let me give a little background to it too. You know how there's a lot of people that uh, grow up in the church and they have a testimony but they feel it's not radical it's not bold it's not like all these crazy things like they didn't do drugs they didn't do certain things and i know you have a testimony like that too right yeah you know how about you share a little bit about that how you you know do you feel how do you feel about let me repeat that sorry how do you feel from when you first got saved with your testimony until about now around this time was there any difference, any change at all? Did you, like, have a change of heart for how you felt towards your testimony? Or what was it like? So when I first got saved, the first time, <laughs> I was eight. So I guess I really, at that age, I didn't really think about my testimony and, like, my right, story. Right. Um, and then I rededicated my life when at the age of, like, 17. So I guess the time in between that and then... I, to to this point now, um, when I got into like my teenage years, I uh, 
was like, well, I mean, my my testimony is not crazy. Like, I grew up in the church. I my parents are together. Like, <laughs> I don't. There's not anything crazy going on in my family right now. So I always thought that it was just like meh. Like my testimony was meh. And you did grow up with like a a pastor, like you know, like being a PK, a, a pastor kid, right? Yeah, so we, you did my parents. Also. Yeah, my parents got sent out when right before. No, 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 right after I got saved, I think. So, I <laughs> yeah, I mean, I at that point, like I was, I grew up to be a pastor's kid, and my parents. Right, right. When they got saved, they kind of just got thrown into youth ministry. So they okay. were youth leaders. So I grew up I grew up in the church, like, under my parents who were always leaders. Okay. And, um, yeah, um, when I, I say I rededicated my life at 17 because I became very, very, very lukewarm. And church just became a routine. And I would go f- Wednesdays for at that at that time it was Wednesday nights, uh, youth, and then I'd go on the Friday youth Bible studies, and then I would go Sundays mornings, and I would just like be there, and then I'd go home, and throughout the week, I'd talk to my friends who were not good influences at all. I would you know, watch things I wasn't supposed to watch. I would, like, talk to my friends in ways I, like, shouldn't have been. Um, so it sounds like you were, like, you, like, wanted to, like, dip your feet into the water of, like, what it was like to be, like, a rebel and yeah. to kind of walk in sin a little bit, right? Well, I definitely had that rebellious face <laughs> because in middle school, one of my friends, she, I mean, she grew up Catholic. Right. And we were in like seventh, eighth grade at the time. And she had like a 25 year old brother. So she had like that influence of like doing whatever the heck you want. Right. And um, she'd be like, oh, yeah, like I think my brother's like going to get me some cigarettes and I want to like go smoke. Do you want to sneak oh, out wow. and go smoke? <laughs> and I was like, at first I was like, yeah. And then she told me and I was like, no, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> While acting the flesh, yeah, let, let me yeah. let me go do that really quick. Um, exactly. No, I think that's I think that's pretty common though. Like for people who grow up in the world, or you know, um, and like they have an older sibling, yeah. I feel like they always get like an influence from them. And if they're if their older sibling is like a very uh, world driven person, like I think you do see that uh, <laughs> that like trickle down to like the younger siblings. And then you see those, like, younger siblings you bring that into their schools, and they're, oh, like, yeah. the leading force of that. So yeah. you could say that you were, like, you know, you were affected by that, unfortunately. Yeah. And, okay. and you know, I think we all hit that age, early teenage years, where we're just, like, but I want to do whatever I want. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Felt that one. Felt that one. So, anyways, I, um, yeah, that that's, like, a bit of my testimony. And um, I say that now. And I see that now, but I mean, in it and even like a little bit after it, I was like, my testimony is like, I didn't do the drugs. I said I wanted to, but I didn't do it, you know? And and so my perspective like started to change when I rededicated my life at the age of 17. And, um, you know, like God showed me, hey, 
you put this like <laughs> this filter over your life where you thought that you were like this perfect follower of my son and over here you were doing stuff in secret that you didn't tell anybody about right and so at that point it was like like my eyes were open to my own flaws and that was hard for me a little bit um but yeah uh, my perspective shifted and, and i was like you know what i wasn't always the perfect little christian girl i went to church but i my heart wasn't in it i wasn't serving jesus with all of my heart yeah. and so now like now i see that and then now i could be like but god still was there with me yeah, yeah god still like he made a way for me still yeah and you know my my little bit of obedience every now and then it still counted yeah, so yeah definitely yeah it just like yeah that's my my shift now oh no, yeah i mean the reason why i ask is i feel like like i said there's a lot of christian kids who like you grow up like in this like religious faith you know maybe not knowing what it is yet and yeah. the importance of it all but they grow up in it and they um because of that there already is a little uh, there is a blessing from it you see their parents you know keep them away from certain things and they yeah. recognize and realize like hey we got to stay away from these things now it's not true with every case but it is true like for instance for you and you did stay away from those things but you had a a perspective of wow like i didn't do any of these crazy things and you felt your your testimony at some point was very little compared to someone else's, right? Yeah. And I feel like like a lot of lot of lot of people feel like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, even young kids now, youth now, I feel like they think that you have to have a radical, insane testimony yeah. in order for it to be important and mean something. Yeah. And I think a lot of PK kids feel like that too, because you actually see a lot of PK kids yeah. go into the world, and you hear their parents talk about that, like, like some churches, like they're they're their main focus would be family and stuff like that because they want to see their kids get saved and their kids do these things as well. But it's like, yep, it's a scary thing. You know, like I feel like growing up, honestly, like I feel growing up as a Christian kid, you know, raised in the church entirely is a lot scarier than doing radical things because you have so much more to live up to because you've had all the teachings, you had all these things. And you have to feel like you have to be perfect, you know? There's a higher standard yeah, for your life. Yeah, and, so. you know, when you're living for God, there's a higher standard for your life. Yeah, definitely. And the way that you should live. And it's not that we have to be perfect because we right. don't. We, we yeah. can never achieve that. But we've got to work towards it. Yeah, yeah. You know? And like you said, like, I've talked to two youth, like, recently Say, like them saying like oh my my testimony is not hard hitting like my testimony is not even close to yours and like mind you i didn't even tell the, these kids my whole testimony i gave them like very very little like snippet of it but i'm like you dude like it doesn't matter some part of your story and your experience with jesus is gonna hit somebody yeah and um it's crazy because I've talked to also people who have crazy testimonies and I tell them like, you know, some of the kids that grew up in the church, they're, they're like, dang, like my testimony is not as crazy as yours. And then they're like, you don't want a crazy testimony <laughs> because you don't think about, oh, you actually have to go through all that stuff and overcome all that stuff. Yeah. I hear a lot of, uh, um, I think for our church, there's a lot of, you know, uh, there's a lot of, 
old time ghetto like woman in the church. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and I feel like they're always like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you don't want to go through what I've been through. Like, yeah. <laughs> even though you know it's a blessing to um people that God puts in front of them later in their path. Um, yeah. To be able to use that testimony, it's the fact they still had to go through it. Yeah. And they had a, they had a um experience all the the pain and all the suffering. Yeah. And I, the Christian kids do the same thing too. Mm-hmm. Um. It, but the truth is, you know, those radical, crazy testimonies. There's a lot. There's a lot more pain in there. Yeah. Um. I'm not saying the pain's greater, but there is more when it comes to losing a lot of things as well. Yeah. I know Christians kids like I. For me, I think I've lived on. I I was on I, I was on both sides of the track. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, I raised I lived that full Christian life and then I lived that full rebel life. And when you're like a Christian kid growing up, or you're just a a person like growing up in the church religiously, you, there's always that high standard you have to meet. And you, every little thing you do becomes the biggest thing in your life that throws you off into depression, and it feels like everything's unachievable. And for me that sent me into a rebellious stage because i felt like i can never achieve any of that anyways yeah so i was like i might as well just go full force into this rebellious stage and try to live a fake christian life because i didn't want to disappoint anybody Mm. and regardless i think anyone out there who thinks that their testimony is minimal compared to other ones that's so wrong because each testimony is built for an individual person in this world it's for you to win them to god and um, I think anyone can agree with that, right? Yeah. But um, so when it comes to like, <laughs> my my, I have a dog. <laughs> His name's Otis, and uh, he's like he's been grunting a lot lately. Like, it's weird. <laughs> like he like an like old a little man. Old man. <laughs> yeah, like it's a funny. It's cute. It's cute. But <laughs> if you hear that, then <laughs> that's what that is. Um, no, but I mean this this episode. It's supposed to talk about you know what outreaching is and why a testimony is so important and mm-hmm. the reason why i had you share that is so we can actually go into this together on this topic and just to give you like you know what's going to be talked about is outreaching um witnessing and giving opportunity and obedience and i think i mean me and you both know we talked a little bit before about this but um i think any christian understands you know how to go off that topic because of biblically the biblical the biblical teachings of what it means you know you have your um your witnessing where you know you share um your testimony you share what god has done in your life you have your giving opportunity which is you giving people a chance to receive life and if they don't then they do receive death unfortunately and so they choose to receive life again and then you have your obedience which is actually the first thing that comes into play and because of your obedience things will transpire and take place such as healing and miracles and other stuff like that but um I mean, so with witnessing, you know, like, what do you, th- what do you think witnessing is when you, when you hear someone say like, Hey, let me, let me witness to you. What, what does it mean to you? So to me, witnessing to somebody, it's like, Hey, let me share with you what God has done in my life. And it's basically telling them your testimony. Not sometimes it's like, Hey, let me share with you what God did. Right. my whole life right. or hey let me share with you something that god did last week in my life yeah and um you know you don't have to share your whole life story with people <laughs> for them to know a little bit more about god yeah through you right um sorry my headphones like <laughs> totally they're like falling off um no yeah i agree with that i mean i think witnessing um is a 
is a really important thing. I think, you know, when you're witnessing, you should also understand what it means. And um, you, I don't know, you can agree with this if you want to, but the way I've seen it, um, I was looking in scripture, and it was in a, and it was in Mark sixteen fifteen through sixteen. And he, I, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it talks about you know, Jesus Christ told the disciples, go into all the world and preach the gospel, mm-hmm. and to um, give the good news basically and there will be people who will receive it and get baptized and there will be people who don't believe it and refuse is what it says and will be condemned yeah and i felt like god put it on my heart to be like to talk about this and i did talk about this actually last night um at our wednesday service at our church and the thing that was so interesting that stood out to me was the fact that god gave this command and in this scripture you see a chance of hope and a chance of death hmm and i have another scripture that will correlate with this and it, it correlates so well but in that scripture you see people will receive christ and people will deny christ and what's interesting is that that can't even transpire and happen until someone gives them an opportunity to say i choose christ you know and so in uh first peter uh first peter or second peter um chapter 3 to verse 15 it talks about um you know lifting up god and you know giving honor to christ but and then it goes on and continues to say and prepare a defense for the hope that people will see in you and i thought that was so interesting when i read that scripture and i felt like it correlated so well because in order for you to go and preach the gospel the first part of mark 16 15 it says go and preach the gospel and in first and second first or second peter it says prepare a defense for the hope that people will see with you i feel like when you go out and you preach the gospel and you spread the good news people need to understand that there's a hope inside you and they'll see it i think everyone will see it but mm-hmm. they also need to understand or that you need to understand that you need to have a defense prepared and ready for that yeah because you cannot just go and say uh i i i just got saved amen god's good you know like even though that's the truth we're human be- we're human beings we're not robots there's something that transpired and every testimony is so special because when what it means to prepare a defense is to witness and the way i saw this was that in the scripture it says that's a defense what is the defense that's what i first thought and then it says the hope is the defense basically so you have to understand so there's a hope inside you and you have to have a defense defended the defense had to come first before the hope and what that means is you had to get saved and learn to know christ in order to have received hope and when you receive that hope it now becomes a defense and when you talk to people and when people say wow like you're doing all these great things like what's what's the driving force and you it's god mm-hmm. jesus jesus died the cross for me and saved me and he brought me out of this this and this and this yeah and it's just it's just so important to understand and i think that that's what i was asking like you know because i knew your testimony already but i feel like people need to understand testimonies like that are very powerful because there'll be people in the world who wish they didn't do certain things and then when they hear these people who just followed christ the decisions that they had made were not bad decisions that led them into death but led them into life you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm and i mean i've heard it from so many people and then when they live begin to receive christ into their life they actually get to understand like wow like if i would have done this before i would have been able to do better things in my life or 
receive better things. And I'm not saying, like, they've missed their opportunity, not at all, but I'm saying, like, that could have happened a lot earlier than them having to go through all the pain and all the suffering, you know? But, um, I mean, how do you feel about that, like, witnessing? Do you have anything else on that? Um, <coughs> just don't be afraid to go do it. Yeah, facts. Like, <laughs> just go for yeah. it. Yeah. Like, if, if they don't receive it, then they don't receive it. Then that's, they that's don't it. receive it. There's yeah. nothing you can do. But if God's telling you, hey, go tell this person your story, you better go tell that person your story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, was it today? Or, I think it was, no, I think it was yesterday. Or no, it was our Good Friday service. Our pastor was talking about how um, he gave a, um, uh, what is it? He gave a story, basically, on how he saw when people, um, that when we're not doing the good work and spreading the gospel, and he basically to summarize it, he said that it seems like Satan in the beginning of like you know when God sent him down, he shot a bullet to the world and everyone in it, and that bullet was meant to kill us and you know damn us for all eternity. And Jesus came in and stopped that bullet, but it's only when we receive it like a like a a bulletproof vest, he said, when we're able to actually put it on, will we actually be safe from that? But there's people who don't recognize or know nowhere to find or how to get this bulletproof vest, which is Jesus. And he was I, when he talked about that, I thought it was a little funny and like, like kind of cringy because I'm like, oh, really a gun turn, bro? <laughs> like, come on. But I mean, it's true, though. It, it, it had so much truth towards it because I was like, wow, like I got convicted immediately because I was like, dude, are you serious? Like there's people that are doomed for death. Yeah. And your testimony, you giving an opportunity makes all the difference mm -hmm. and you actually have the opportunity to save lives like it's not a i wear a cape type of thing i need to sign up to be a cop or a firefighter no there's a spiritual gift upon all of us a spiritual yeah spiritual gift upon all of us to go and follow the first calling to preach and spread the gospel and we all have different ways of doing that but it is important to do it um but that leads us into our next topic giving people opportunity and i mean how do you feel like what do you, do you have to say about giving people opportunity it's important yeah <laughs> it is important <laughs> i feel like i shot that one at you yeah <laughs> no um <laughs> no but like you know is there any times where you felt like you either missed an opportunity or you wish you would have given a better opportunity to somebody with you know more examples or you giving your testimony to them definitely when I first started working at my job, um, actually, no, it was already like a few months in. I primarily work with uh, one manager and I've, I've like come to get a little bit closer to her. And at that point, like I kind of like we were acquaintances. Okay. You know, we weren't like friends, yeah. but you know, we talked a little bit and, um, I like walked by her and she like freaked out and I was like, Oh, are you okay? And she was like, <clears throat> she was like, um, yeah. Like, like if I'm like kind of jumpy, I'm sorry. Like, I feel like I've been seeing dark shadows around me lately. And I was like, Oh Whoa. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, whoa, really? She's like, yeah, I, f I felt like I saw like some last night or something like that. And I was like, oh, whoa, that's crazy. Um, but I felt God telling me like, 
pray for her. But me, in my own fear, in my own insecurity, I was like, no, we're at work right now. Like, we're supposed to be doing this stuff. And the opportunity passed. And I was like, I came home and I was like, dang, dude. Like, I know I saw the opportunity right there to share the love of God with her. And I totally missed it because I felt a little uncomfy. Like, what the heck? Yeah. What's wrong with me? Yeah. <laughs> it happens, though. Like, yeah, as much as you want to say we're the, you know, as much as people want to say we're perfect Christians, we're doing everything right. Definitely that's, that's not. That's not true. Not like, the case. We're, <laughs> we're human, too. Um, if people are saying that they're perfect Christians, they're lying. Yeah, they need to get checked out. <laughs> that's that's such a false, like, way of thinking. But, um, yeah, giving opportunity is very important. Did you actually have, an, like a chance to you know talk to her again about christ at all um not directly i i think with me and like how i've been about sharing jesus with her is just sharing his love right with her through my actions um i know that she has like she has a little kid she like just had him like not too long ago like a year or so or two ago um so he's only like a year and a half maybe and um, our our church was doing the toy drive, the Toys for Tots, during Christmas. And we had so, so many <laughs> baby toys for, like, little one-year-olds oh, up yeah, to two-year-olds. Yeah, like, all yeah. the way up to, like, four or five years old. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, that was more than we had for a lot of the other age groups. Yeah. And so I was like, what the heck? And they're like trying we're i mean we're at the end of the toys for todd's drive already and we're like we need to give all these toys out (laughs) so if you know somebody like (laughs) and so i was like who do i know that has a baby like that young that could use it and then i was like oh dude my boss (laughs) (laughs) right there yeah Yeah. right there i saw that opportunity to share the love of christ with her without being like this is the love of christ (laughs) you know but being, but basically sharing with her that like, hey, I think about you. I pray for you. Like, I still care for you, even though we don't really talk that much or like once or twice a week, you know, like. So I texted her. I was like, hey, like my church has a bunch of a bunch of toys for like little babies. I know you have a kid. Do you want some? And she was like, she was like, oh, are you sure, like, it's not a hassle? And I was like, no, 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 Like, dude, I want to I wanna give it to you. And my church is given the op- has been given the opportunity to give to those who need it. And she yeah. was like, thank you so much. And, um, yeah. I mean, I... Oh, you saw the opportunity and you took it. I mean, yeah, I was there for the toy drive. So, like, I saw how much we had and it, it was a... It was a lot. Load, yeah. <laughs> But no, I mean that's a that's that's a good thing though. Like, I think sharing the love like is is giving opportunity has so many different forms. Yeah. You know, it's giving, it's handing out flyers, it's um, sharing your testimony, it's all these things, putting on events and stuff like that, helping the homeless, all this stuff. It's it, it, it correlates with what the uh, Jesus gave as his commandment. You know, go love me first always, mm-hmm. but love your neighbor as you as you love yourself right I, there's different translations i was like thinking in my head um <laughs> no but it says that and i think 
people i think i feel like christians today they kind of confuse that a little bit Hmm. it's almost like they judge first and then they love after they begin to know this person Hmm, when god says love them even if you don't and um mean when you mean you were walking today uh I was telling you about Deuteronomy, about that that one parable that Jesus gave to the Pharisee, and um, and he was like telling him like, hey, like the Pharisee asked like, if you see the Pharisee asked this, what is a neighbor? Like, what is that? And Jesus was like, he began to tell him this parable of this uh, guy who was on the side of the road who got robbed and like just beat up basically, and he was saying that people in the temple, there was a man who walked from the temple. And he saw this dude and he went to the other side of the street of this dude because he didn't want to help him out. This guy was naked and afraid and scared and bleeding. For all we know, he was bleeding. And then he says, then there was another temple um, assistant that walked and saw the guy and decided to walk across the street from that guy and ignore him entirely. And then it says there was a, a Samaritan also that was there that saw this guy and actually chose to help him. He didn't know him. He didn't know who he was. But he still chose to help. He fed him. He patched up his uh, his wounds. And he gave him uh, wine as well. I, it says something about wine in there. I think it was to help with the wounds. But Jesus was saying that despite you even knowing somebody, you have to love them. And I mean, I don't know if you know her really well or if it's just like a co-worker standard. But you chose to show your love to her. Show God's love that he imparted in you and chose to be a light of that to her by giving her toys and stuff like that. Yeah. Which I think is amazing because I feel like we always get, can get like fixated on like certain outreaching techniques that have to be so massive and it has to be with the church Yeah. when really it's about what you can do on your own time as well. Yeah. I want to say like, get out of the mindset that like certain things are supposed to look certain way yeah yeah because for the longest time i thought like certain things are supposed to look a certain way right and then as i got older and started experiencing more things and like talking to my parents a little bit more about certain things they're like no like it's not like a cookie cutter it all looks the same it's different things look like different things yeah, to other people yeah. and i mean your obedience to god when he tells you hey pray for this person hey go talk to that person hey send that person a text right now like that is your opportunity to share his love with others who might think a certain way about him or who had certain experiences and they're like "Mm, i don't know about this whole jesus thing you know right right yeah but let your life be an example amen yeah let your life be example, guys. Don't, don't be like Hazel when she the first time. I'm kidding. <laughs> don't be like I'm me. Kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but I mean, giving opportunity to people is, it's such an important thing, and I think going into our next point, obedience, giving opportunity, witnessing to somebody, it takes a step of obedience, mm-hmm. and even though this is the last topic, it comes first, and it also comes last at the same time, because. When you're obedient, and I feel like when I've been obedient, God not only did something in the moment, but he also did something towards the end, too. And maybe you're probably hearing that. You're like, well, it's not instantaneous. I'm like, no, it's not. But 
it also is and the reason why is because when you act in obedience something happens in you in your spirit Mm -hmm. you get stirred up you get this this feeling of happiness and joy and i think every christian gets it when they outreach even though it might be scary and painful like a shy person like there's a lot of shy kids that i see when they go and outreach and they're like all nervous yeah and you felt that like towards the end like after you did that you fulfilled the mission with that one person it's like you get this entitlement almost like yeah i'm part of god's army like this is what i do Mm. you know and that's what i'm talking about your obedience starts right there and something immediately happens in you maybe not in that other person maybe that takes a while and then later on down the line hopefully that person receives christ and then you see your obedience that obedience continue to transpire because of what you did Mm. and being obedient to the call is such a such an important thing like we cannot deny what god has done on the cross but we also have to allow people to understand why we why we think that way you know yeah and that just takes steps of obedience to go and say hey here's this flyer hey like here's these toys like hey let me express my love towards you by listening to your conversations listening to you vent because honestly people can get saved like that too some people just need a shoulder to cry on and even though they're worldly they'll go to christian people because we're a light source we're a place of stability and we have when you're following christ for a while they people people will recognize the wisdom that's inside of you i can attest to that yeah like god has used me specifically god has used me as a shoulder to cry on as an ear to listen to people and like my whole life right and in middle school i remember i i will never forget this one of my friends she uh, she struggled with suicidal thoughts and she struggled with depression and anxiety big time and um she pulled me out of the bathroom one lunch and like mind you she wasn't like one of my best best friends but we were closer than just like normal friends right but yeah she pulled me out of the bathroom and she just started like bawling on my shoulder and she was like i can't do this anymore she was like i don't want to live anymore like i don't know what to do and she was just crying and over and over again she's like i don't want to be here anymore and at that time that was when i was kind of living my like my little rebellious stage where i was like my little lukewarm stage (laughs) oh we've all been there trust me (laughs) but looking back at that now like god was still using me to impact people's lives yeah and i i just remember like me telling her you have so much to live for here you're here for a reason like you're on this earth for a reason there's people who love you here and i know that there's people that you love on this earth and so i was just kind of like encouraging her trying to encourage her through it and um yeah i like just for me being that person like you can see a transformation in people when you just listen to them yeah. especially at like young age preteens teenagers like they just want to be heard it's a very vulnerable a very like vulnerable spot for them yeah because in in reality they want attention they want to be seen just like anybody in this world mm-hmm. we all want to be seen you know but they especially do and sometimes those more broken people that go through more um more depressing things they 
they especially need those shoulders to cry on. And I feel like Christians, we tend to stay away from that stuff because mm. it's a, we can't relate to it or because they talk a certain way or they, they say a bunch of bad words while they're expressing that. But truthfully, God calls us to be in that. Yeah. to bring them out of that you know yeah yeah for and sure you it sounds like you just you did that exact thing with this person and i mean how did she feel after what did she say to you i don't she didn't say anything like that's a, that's another thing about like being on that side is you're not those people aren't always gonna come back and be like thank you or you're you might not ever see them in a church like yeah but you know, you did give him an opportunity. You did. You most likely could have prolonged her life. Yeah. Because of that. Yeah. And honestly, it may not seem like it to her, but that's a blessing in itself. Yeah. I, I know that like all of my friends knew I was a Christian. Yeah. And I think that's why uh, it's important to share your faith out there. Like you got Jesus living inside you. People are going to see it. Um. Even if you mess up every now and then, if you're trying your best, it is hard at a young age. <laughs> it is very yeah, difficult is. as a preteen teenager to live for Jesus in the world that you're living in because you're literally just surrounded by sin. But if you're trying even through all of that, people are going to see it. And like I said, like even though I was lukewarm, I was like doing whatever I wanted, people still knew that I loved God. And I loved yeah, Jesus. Yeah. And a lot of the times they pulled me aside and they're like, hey, like, I just feel like I can trust you. Wow. So be that trusting person for people, for your friends, if they're not saved. I mean, if they're saved, too. But, like, it's really important for your friends who aren't saved that they can trust somebody to give them solid advice, to give them, like, solid encouragement and wisdom that is rooted from like solid ground because if they go to all their other friends they're probably going to get whatever the world is saying is security yeah. now yeah which yeah. is not secure at all yep and but you can give them truth yeah we all have that we all have that tool to give them the truth yeah we have to choose to actually do it though like like we like we're saying steps of obedience are important in yes. so many levels you might not you might think it's because you might think it's silly because you're shy, but truthfully, it's not about you. Yeah. It's a greater cause. And I know a lot of people like to search for the greater causes and economics and politically and stuff like that. It, it, it doesn't matter. It, it does not. Not in God's eye because he already told you about the greater picture. Yeah. Now you have to go and start to invest in it. Yeah. Really. And I want to say too, like being... A former shy kid <laughs> God is gonna give you opportunity with people personally like I grew up very introverted and very very shy but like that sh that story that I just shared um, God gave me a lot of opportunities to like share his love with others on a personal level like you just got to recognize Oh snap, like God's God's allowing me right now to pour into them. Yeah. No, definitely. And don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to just do it. Yeah, I mean. Like 
you're ob- oh scary. you're obeying yeah. god like yeah. what's the worst that could happen <laughs> it's, it's scary when you think about like doing the thing and then you think about god's wrath <laughs> and then you're like oh yeah he murdered like thousands of people for his people so you know not doing it is worse than yeah. doing it <laughs> not receiving you know i think honestly i feel like the scariest part for me when i think about that stuff and we're not trying to scare anybody on this podcast no 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 definitely but not. i mean like the truth of it is the truth of the matter is that god will hold you accountable for every single thing mm-hmm. and when he asks like why didn't you help that one person what are you gonna say like what is your excuse going to be? Oh, because I was shy. And then you recognize God's mighty wrath and God's mighty power. And you're going to be looking at him in all of his magnificence and his glory. And you're going to say, I was shy. Like, that's a scary thought. <laughs> and that <laughs> motivates me, honestly, to to be a better Christian. Yeah. <laughs> to, like, be a better uh, outreacher, evangelizer, all that stuff. It, it push. It's like a drive for me. Like, it mm. pushes me. But I feel like it needs to push everyone else too. And there's yeah. certain people you'll, you'll see. You'll get lives. to that point. Yeah. I think you'll come to a point when you're walk with Jesus. You'll be like, like you'll recognize it. Yeah. You'll recognize His glory and, and His power. You you'll stop like being afraid of God's greatness, and you'll 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 just respect Him so much and want to show Him that like show Him that you respect Him and love Him so much by obeying his yeah because it's about honoring him like all the way um but with that that concludes this episode episode number five um hazel i love you (laughs) you're awesome she's she's so wise um she's a great speaker she has all this wisdom um and that actually leads me into the announcement of this podcast episode so drum roll please (laughs) (laughs) we have hazel actually gonna be stepping into this um not this ministry but this like this call of god right now on my heart and she's actually gonna be on these podcasts from now on these episodes about talking about christ what it means to win the world because i feel like she has such a influential personality to herself but not only that she has the wisdom to back it up as well so we're gonna have hazel joining us every single episode unless she gets sick or something goes on um but besides that you know we're gonna pray against that and (laughs) she'll be here all the time we're gonna have guest speakers coming on as often as possible so stay tuned for every single episode and if you have not checked out the last four episodes go ahead and check those out (laughs) um the timing is really different on all of them ignore that god was taking me out of a season and putting me into a new one so i'm back though so all you guys Enjoy the rest of your day, the rest of your evening, and the rest of your night. God bless you guys, and don't forget to win the world for Christ.